And now for the Faith FM Breakfast Show with your hosts, Lyle and Lawson. Welcome, everybody. You're listening on 87.6, or 88, right across Australia, right across the Faith FM network, wherever you are. Positively different radio in the morning, and a special shout-out to all those listening in Newham in Tasmania on 88.0. Drew and Victoria, one of our original transmitters down there on 88.0, and Gosford, New South Wales, one of our more powerful transmitters on 87.6. If you're listening on one of those transmitters, give us a call. Let us know. Shoot us a text message. We would love to hear from you. Always love to hear from you here on The Breakfast Show in the morning. Lawson, what are you thankful for? It's, it's a cloudy, rainy day outside. Well, that's kind of appropriate. I know. It's kind your- of representing the spirit of the world right now. How a lot of people are probably feeling internationally. Yeah. I know I, I woke up and, you know, like d- did my devotions, read my Bible, opened up Instagram and I'm like scrolling through Instagram stories. And then I see like a, dis- a decolored photo of the queen and I'm like, it's oh. just sad. Yeah. It's just sad. So our hearts do go out to the House of Windsor this morning. We mm. uh, requested everybody keep them in their prayers. It is especially hard when a public figure dies for the mm. family members. The media pressure that will be placed on that family over the coming days and weeks mm. is going mm. to be off the charts. Yes. And so keep that family in their prayers, uh, particularly King Charles III, that uh, his influence will be a positive influence on in our world as he mm. moves forward and deals with the grief of losing his mother at this particular time in history. Mm. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. You are listening to The Breakfast Show here on Faith FM this morning, 87.6, or 88, and we're about to get into our quiz. So, Lawson, take it away. Fill in the blank, not by might nor by power, but blank, 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 says the Lord of hosts. 0491 is the number to call or text if you know the answer to that one. Again, fill in the blank, not by might nor by power, but blank, 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 says the Lord of hosts. If you know the answer to that one, you will go into the draw to win our three incredible, amazing stories, journeys of faith, uh, biographies that we have we have the man who couldn't be killed the richest caveman and the french pilot we're going to be drawing that at around eight forty-five today so get you this is your last opportunities to get your answers in to enter the quiz again that number was zero four nine one zero six four six six nine all right, and of course, if you would like to hear Greg's story that you were heard advertised there a moment ago, then this evening it's going to be live streamed. You simply mm. go to signsofthetimes.org.au. There is a register button at the bottom of the page. Press that register button and you can hear his entire story mm. live streamed. You can interact, you can ask questions. It's going to be an amazing time. Make sure that you are there to hear it. All right, let's have some positively different news this morning, Lawson. Well, positively different news, as we said. It's yeah, kind of hard to have a day of positively different news because of the great tragedy of the Queen passing away overnight. We do know that she passed away in a peaceful setting, you know, surrounded by family and whatnot. So that's good, at least. There was one particular stat that I saw about the Queen and her reign that was very interesting to me. I was like, wow, look at that. Okay, so her reign 
spanned 15 prime ministers of the UK. Yep, that's a fair chunk. Uh, that's that you know in Australia that'd be like fifteen years or something. I mean, this is somebody. <laughs> this is somebody who was a personal had you know had a personal relationship with Winston Churchill. I mean, he seems like somebody from like the distant, dim past for you and I. It's like he's one way back in history. That's right. So her reign spanned, as I said, fifteen prime ministers, starting with Winston Churchill, who was the prime minister of the UK, who was born. In 1874, so Winston Churchill, born in 1874, was the was the uh, prime minister of the UK later in his life, and then also the last of the prime ministers that she was in her reign for was of obviously Liz Truss, who is 48 just, hours. Yep, that's right. Who is just and, and this is somebody minister. you know goes out with their boots on, mm. just serving the serving the Commonwealth until the very end. Yeah, but Liz Truss was born in 1975. So there is a 101-year a difference in the birthdays or the birth years of the first Prime Minister Queen Elizabeth was serving, uh, was serving with and the last Prime Minister she was serving yeah, with. Wow. Over her, she Obviously, she had a reign of 70 years. So she, yes. she didn't reign. She, she passed away at the age of 96. And that's, okay, that's the thing that I find really sad. I... It's such a bummer when public figures, like, they're, they're approaching that 100 year. She could write herself a letter. But... Uh, yeah, I never actually stopped to think about that. But. but but she herself has unfortunately fallen short of that guy. Like, I was pretty, I was pretty bummed when uh, Betty White died at the start of the year because it was like, man, she was 99. Like, she was incredibly, clo- inc- incredibly close. And, uh, yeah, it's, you know, just a couple years off for Queen Elizabeth. But, hey, as we said, keep those guys in your prayers. They need it at this time. Uh, but... Yeah, I think I think it's just encouraging to know, you know, she was surrounded by family in Balmoral. Getting yeah, it done. yeah, yeah. You can't, uh, you can't, you can't do much better than dying peacefully mm-hmm. um, with your boots on. You know, still still active. Mm-hmm. You know. Peacefully with your boots on at a nice old age. Yeah, fantastic. She did some pretty adventurous things during her life. She was a truck driver for a while. Yeah, she was working. She was an ambulance driver. She was working as a mechanic in the. Army. This was this was back in the forties with nineteen forties. Anybody ever tried to drive a truck from the nineteen forties? I've driven trucks from the nineteen forties. <laughs> That's skill. That is not an easy accomplishment. People mm. freak about. Oh, I can't drive that big car. Well, Queen Elizabeth was driving trucks, dude, hundred percent. And in fact, like you know, reading her biography and, and reading about that time, her parents wanted to ship them out. Well, not her parents. Uh, the the government of the government, UK was yes. like, "Oh, we should ship them out to you Canada can't be in because you can't be in London. We're going to get bombed." Blah, blah, blah. And they were like, "No, we're staying. Yep, well, we've got a duty. That's right. We've we've got stuff to do. Even when their own home got bombed, mm. they're like, yep." Like, it's kept we, going. We need to stay. So amazing, Seen a lot in her amazing, lifetime. Seen an awful lot. Amazing life. Actually, I have another story coming from the UK. A little bit of a <laughs> shifting gears here. A little bit of a change of pace. Another story coming from the UK. This like surprised me so much when I read this. There's a company in the UK. It's called Seagulls. It's a paint company, and it has saved one million gallons of paint from landfill. Wow. Because think about it. How often do you, when you have to paint something, would you use the entire can? never. Never. You just, because you simply can't. 
Yes. There is a finite amount of times That's you can right. paint something. Uh, and, and maybe you bought two cans of paint and you used one. There's, there's, you You've have, always got to buy more than what you can use. That's right. It's impossible to have just the right amount. And this company, since the mid-2000s, and like, don't, like you think, okay, million million gallons of paint, there must be some kind of big operation. This is like three people running this company. Uh, it's called. It's actually called uh, Seagulls Bespoke Colour Mixing. I love that word, bespoke. When you said UK and Seagulls, I was thinking you are going to talk about Outboard Motors, but anyway. Nah, 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 nah not quite. But uh, Seagulls Bespoke Colour Mixing, they're just like, they've got this set up with their local councils and governments and whatnot. They, you know, they know who they are. They're like, okay, if we see paint cans, we'll save them for these people. And yeah, since the mid-2000s, they've saved a million so gallons what, what of paint. Do with this million gallons of paint. So they get these paints. Yes. They then, as it says here, bespoke color mixing, right. buying different paints of all different colors. Oh, so they blend shades, them all together and, and then they sell just them again. blend them and sell them. Yeah. They'll sell. Why not? <laughs> it's perfect. I'm like, this is this is genius. Because firstly, and the color you will get, no, you will get not get anywhere else. It will be bespoke. It's it will be unique. Yes. Like, then this is, this is genius because there will never be a shortage of unused paint. No. No, they're never going to, they're never going to run out of, uh, and, and what are their overheads? I mean, they're getting their paints for free. That's right. From, the, from the tip, they just have to pick up the paints, spend some time mixing it all up. These guys are artists, like painters, like professionally. Yes. So they know what they're doing then. They've, they've, been nice they've been doing it for over a decade. Make some beautiful colors. And then sell it off. What That's a, amazing. What a business. We need to see more of it around our world. I'm a huge supporter of recycling. Mm-hmm. Our world wastes so much. It's mm-hmm. absolutely disgraceful. And, of course, paint is not really one of those things that you want to be putting in the ground. No. No. You know, it's not as toxic as it used to be. It's not full of lead like it used to be, but even mm-hmm. still, mm-hmm. our ground is better off without having paint in it. Yeah. So put it on your walls. Yeah. That you sleep beside. That's Obviously, right. it dries and then doesn't kill you. Yes. But, man, maybe that's maybe that's why we why why we live so short today. The paint on our walls, you know. Well, anyways, this is this is conspiracy at the moment. But hey, I thought this was fantastic. I'm like, this is a genius business idea. It's simultaneously amazing recycling. And speaking of recycling, finally, uh, a group of scientists have been able to make synthetic diamonds by shooting a laser at plastic. Okay. Diamonds, as we know, is just compressed carbon. You just compress it all up and then crystallize it, and bam, you've got diamonds. They shot a laser that was heated up to 6,000 degrees, which is... That's hot. A very hot laser. Uh-huh. Uh, and they, they shot it at this piece of, like, PET, or polyethylene uh, terephthalate, which is basically plastic, like your your petrol-based plastic, your petroleum-based plastic. And, yeah, they've been able to make diamonds out of it. Now, the fantastic application of this isn't necessarily, you know, going and getting your... Your, you know, your wife a diamond ring made out of a plastic bottle. But the the great application of this, which, I mean, you could if you wanted yeah, to. Yeah, why not? I, I, I don't see the problem I here. I don't know. I feel like there's there's something to be said about the, you know, the the reputation or the, the like. Diamonds are not that fantastic. Neither are they rare. Mm-hmm. We, this is the, yes. They're just, they're just controlled. They're, they're just controlled. Yeah, we know this. And they are marketed. Mm-hmm. They're marketed. They're just sparkly. Clear rocks. Get a piece of glass for 
But what this would be fantastic for is different, like, you know, blades and whatnot. Oh, yes. Like diamond blades. This is where diamonds This is where diamonds come into their own. That's right. They excel because they are the hardest substance on earth. They are absolutely. How would the world, how, how would the industrial world live without diamonds? That's mm. that's where diamonds need to be used. Don't put them on a ring. Put them on a saw blade. <laughs> put them to good use right there. You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. Double L team, Lyle and Lawson here this morning. Let's have another question for our quiz. There, Lawson. Which one of these chapters deal extensively with the subject of the resurrection? A, 1 Corinthians 13, B, 1 Corinthians 15, C, Revelation 14, or D, all of the above? 0491 is the number to call or text if you know the answer to that one. If you do, you will go into the draw to win our three amazing biographies of faith, stories of people who overcame great adversity and had their lives changed by Christ. But again, that question was, which one of these chapters deals extensively with the subject of the resurrection? A, 1 Corinthians 13, B, 1 Corinthians 15, C, for, uh, Revelation 14, or D, all of the above. All right. If you know the answers, you know the number to call. 0491-064-669. At my coronation next June, I shall dedicate myself anew to your service. But I want to ask you all, whatever your religion may be, to pray for me on that day. To pray that God may give me wisdom and strength to carry out the solemn promises I shall be making, and that I may faithfully serve him and you all the days of my life. May God bless and guide you all through the coming year. So this was uh, Queen Elizabeth II back in 1952. Her father, King George VI, had died on the 6th of February 1952, Mm. and she was due to be, well, she was crowned queen 18 months later. Of course, when her father died, she was in Kenya, in Africa. She was staying there with uh, an Englishman by the name of James or Jim Corbett. Mm. Um, and when that took place uh, amongst the wildlife, actually, of Kenya. And that's where she became queen. And, of course, she just recently passed away. And, you know, when you listen to other human beings speak about God, of course, they are not our example. Jesus is our example. Mm. But when somebody else says something that is a good thing, then it is worth remembering that good thing. And I love the way that she started off there Mm. with her first uh, public speech, um, her first public Christmas speech. It was the first speech that she wrote herself. Mm. So the first one that she wrote herself where she asked people to pray for her mm. and pray that God will give her guidance and wisdom as she serves the, uh, the, the British Empire and the British Commonwealth. Mm. And this was something that, you know, Queen Elizabeth, whenever she wrote her own speeches, which wasn't often, she would nearly always reference God and speak about God. In, t- in the year 2000, she said, uh, she talked about the teachings of Christ and my own personal accountability before God provide a framework in which I try to lead my life. Mm. That's a good sentiment right there. 
when she was presented a Bible at her coronation, it was described as the most valuable thing the world affords, mm. which is very significant. I mean, you look at a, a British coronation, of course, you've got the crown jewels and there's just fabulous wealth and all that kind of thing. And for Queen Elizabeth to turn around and say, okay, no, out of all of this, this is the most valuable. Wow. That's, that's absolutely correct in what she says. 2008, she says, she said, and, and these are all speeches that she wrote herself that I'm quoting from. I hope that, like me, you will be comforted by the example of Jesus of Nazareth, Mm. who, often in circumstances of great adversity, managed to live an outgoing, unselfish, unselfish and sacrificial life. He makes it clear that genuine human happiness and satisfaction lie in giving, more in giving than receiving, more Mm. in serving than than being served. In fact, if you look at Elizabeth's speeches, the Bible story that she quoted the most often in her speeches was the parable of the Good Samaritan. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, in fact, she quoted that four times in speeches that she wrote herself. Mm. Uh, she said, it reminds us of our duty to our neighbor. We should try to follow Christ's clear instruction at the end of that story. Go and do thou likewise. Mm. In 1989, she said, many of you will have heard the story of the Good Samaritan and how Christ answered the question from a clever lawyer who was trying to catch him out, who is my neighbor? Jesus told the traveler who was mugged and left injured on the roadside where several several important people saw him and passed by without stopping to help. His neighbor was the man who did stop, cared for him, and made sure he was being well looked after before he resumed his own journey. Is not very difficult to apply that story to our own times and to work out that our neighbours are those of our friends or complete strangers who need a helping hand. Do you think they might also be some of the children in places like Ethiopia and Sudan, of course, is in the 80s when she's saying this, um, who don't have enough to eat? Well, that kind of still applies today in that part of the world, Mm. doesn't it? It would be splendid to think that in the last years of the 20th century, Christ's message about loving our neighbor as ourselves might at last be heeded. Wow. Good words here. Mm. Uh, In 2020, she said, uh, this was two years ago, we continue to be inspired by the kindness of strangers. By the way, of course, when she made this speech, she was in quarantine uh, during the COVID pandemic in Buckingham Palace. Uh, We continue to be inspired by the kindness of strangers and draw comfort that Even on the darkest nights, there is hope in the new dawn. Jesus touched on this with the parable of the Good Samaritan. Mm. The man who is robbed and left at the roadside is saved by someone who did not share his religion or culture. This wonderful story of kindness is still as relevant today. Good Samaritans have emerged across society showing care and respect for all, regardless of gender, race or background, reminding us that each one of us is special and equal in the eyes of God. Mm. She also said that forgiveness lies at the heart of the Christian faith. It can heal broken families, it can restore friendships, and it can reconcile divided communities. It is forgiveness, it is in forgiveness that we feel the power of God's love. Mm. And uh, one final quote here where she says, We remember that God sent his only son to serve, not to be saved. He restored love and service to the center of our lives in the person of Jesus Christ. It is my prayer that his example and teaching will continue to bring people together to give the best of themselves in the service of others. But it's not the new inventions which are the difficulty. The trouble is caused by unthinking people 
who carelessly throw away ageless ideals as if they were old and outworn machinery. They would have religion thrown aside, morality in personal and public life made meaningless, honesty counted as foolishness, and self-interest set up in place of self-restraint. At this critical moment in our history, we will certainly lose the trust and respect of the world if we just abandon those fundamental principles which guided the men and women who built the greatness of this country and Commonwealth. Today, we need a special kind of courage, not the kind needed in battle, but a kind which makes us stand up for everything that we know is right, everything that is true and honest. We need the kind of courage that can withstand the subtle corruption of the cynics so that we can show the world that we are not afraid of the future. It has always been easy to hate and destroy. To build and to cherish is much more difficult. Wise words there from Queen Elizabeth II, speaking for the very first time ever live on TV and wow. talking about the emergence of new technology and mm. the need to not let our morals slip in the face of the new technologies that mm. our world is facing. Of course, being the first time on live on TV back then, that was quite some time ago, and certainly technology has increased since that time, knowledge has increased at a dramatic pace that Queen Elizabeth could probably never even begin to imagine. And sadly, we find that the world has not heeded her words. Mm. The world has allowed that morality, to that, that technology to be used to let our morality slip drastically mm. to the point we are so much further from God than what we ever were before. Mm. Yeah, so a couple of uh, highlights there from the from the life of Queen Elizabeth, some of the things that she said. And while with any human being, we're not going to agree with everything that a human being says, sure. but when a human being, when, it, when somebody says something that is worth repeating, then I think it is worth repeating and worth remembering, particularly on a day such as today. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Well, I wonder whether that will be one of the last times we hear that song with the words God Save the Queen and that that will now be changed to God Save the King, King Charles III. It takes... Uh... Do they just change the song name? Yes. Really? I, wait, wait, I... wait, 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 wait. So, 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 so before the 1950s... You can't, have, you can't change the anthem. But, but did it exist before the 1950s or was it written then? Yeah. And it was called God Save the King. All of the all of the more elderly people I know remember singing this, you know, every day when school started. Yeah, yeah God Save like the, the Queen. Like, my dad would sing that yeah, in school. But yeah, but your yeah. dad's not that old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they would sing God Save the King. Lawson's yeah. mind what? is melting out of his ears Are you serious? Right <laughs> 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 uh, anyway. It is a sad day. Mm. Um, it is sad to hear Elizabeth passing away, and we do wish uh, King Charles III all mm. the best, and uh, certainly keep his family in prayer, as they will be. Fa- you, know, you just hear the news reports coming out of the UK, and the way that the media is going absolutely nuts. They're going to mm. be hounded for. They've been hounded their entire lives by mm. the news media, mm. and it's not going to stop. So we need to keep these people in prayer. Mm. They're human beings. We need to remember that. Um, but right now, we need to have another question for our quiz. Next question for the quiz. 
simply this. Who was the mother of Esau? 0491-064-669, coming from a bit of a royal lineage herself. Uh, but, guys, who was the mother of Esau? This is a, kind of an easy question, and we're giving you, we're throwing you these bones, we're giving you these layups, because... This is your last chance. This is the last chances, guys. Yes. You have to get in to win The French Pilot, The Richest Caveman, and The Man Who Couldn't Be Killed. Amazing biography stories of faith. Okay, so we've been featuring uh, Owen Shaw's story all week, and uh, we recorded a fair chunk of that. This was the last piece that we recorded. We're getting him back into the studio because a lot of people have requested, we want to hear the rest of the story, and we are getting him back into the studio to record more of that that we will be bringing to you uh, in the near future. We've just got to figure out where we can schedule it in. But it is a remarkable story. It is a living story. It is a story happening right now. And so stay tuned as we head over now to hear more of Owen Shaw's story. We've been talking with Owen Shaw about his journey of faith, which is a remarkable journey, a journey that has involved a tremendous amount of heartache and Mm. pain, but a journey in which God has really worked in his life to do some amazing things. And I mean, we're all on a journey. We stay on a journey. We're going to continue to be on a journey. But that's what this journey of faith section is all about, is gaining blessings from other people's experiences so that we can gain encouragement. Mm. And you've been through some rough times. Yeah, it hasn't been easy getting to where we are now. Sure. I don't think I really experienced proper peace in my life until I actually surrendered completely. Mm -hmm. And after surrendering completely, God flipped everything on its head so fast. So let me tell you a little bit about the experience of losing my second marriage. Mm -hmm. So second marriage is is gone and imploded. My ex-partner was not exactly a, a nice or pleasant person. She would um, do things like kick holes in walls, rip rip doors off hinges, um, shattered sinks in bathrooms, things like this. There's a lot of damage done to the to the rental property that I'm actually in, and I want to tell you this quick story because it's really amazing what God can do when you actually give in. Sure. So, I had no money in the bank. I'd lost my business. I'd I was still struggling to look after my daughters. I have two daughters. Mm-hmm. And eventually I get the opportunity to go away for a week. My relationship had imploded. There was um, nothing left. They'd, my ex had taken all the stuff out of the house. There was very little left for me. And the real estate agent, she'd managed to take her name off the lease. And so they were coming after me for back rent that I owed. I'd been sick for four and a half years. I'd been, yeah, through a lot of things that most people, I wouldn't wish them on my enemies. So this kept progressing. My credit card debt was sitting at about $33,000. That's going to be racking out some interest. 22%. Yep. 22% interest on $33,000 in credit card debt. Eye watering. Then I also had the back rent that I owed on the house, plus uh, my landlord was coming after me for damages to the house because when we'd split up, Things weren't exactly pleasant. Yep. Um, so I'm sitting there on my own thinking, oh, my goodness, you know, um, I'm going to have to de- declare bankruptcy, um, things like this. You know, it's not it's not going very well. And the real estate agent, they tell me that they're setting tribunal against me. You know, I wasn't fully well at this point. And I remember talking to them, just saying, look, I, I, I'm going to try and pay you back. I've, I'm just trying to get back on my feet. You know, I have integrity and I'm a, I'm a Christian and I, 
you know, I will get to this point where I can get back on my feet, but you're going to have to give me some time. And they were like, no, we're not giving you any time. Tribunal set for this date and you better be there. Okay. Gave up with that avenue. And as I went away for a week to a summer camp, because summer camps when I was young had had a really profound effect on me. Being away from it for for 10 years, I started getting calls from pastors saying, can you come and do the the sound and the lighting at these events, which I said before, that I've been trained in the enemy camp. Uh Um, So I started doing the sound and the lighting for these events, and I started having a great time with it. And as I went away to, to this summer camp, I started praying to God. I'm like, God, you know, I can't be at summer camp and go to tribunal at the same time. And I, I knew I was going to have to pay them back. It's not like tribunal is going to change anything for me. They're just going to demand the money instead of talking about it. So I go away to camp and I'm helping out in the juniors. We're just teaching them things about God and about what he can do in, in their lives, even at a, a young age. And there is a, a thing that I know that the, the credit card company, like it was actually Commonwealth Bank. They were, they were coming after me hard as well. I hadn't paid anything on that credit card in about six months. Mm-hmm. And you know that when you start reneging on payments, they start sending the sheriff around and the angel yep. of death. And yep. yeah, there's a few other things that they send. I remember praying with one of the pastors from the junior section. We're just going to call him Pastor Ray. And Pastor Ray described how he had had an experience where God had changed his life. And we prayed well into the night. It was 2 or 3 in the morning before we actually went to bed and got some sleep. I prayed that God would actually take care of my finances and if he wanted me to actually share my story, that he was going to have to help with this credit card debt and he was going to have to fix the stuff with the real estate agent. And, you know, when you pray things and you you kind of don't have any faith, it's very hard to see that God still moves in your life. Even though I had seen miracle after miracle in my life, I still was doubting. And, you know, it reminds me of that story where the disciples see the feeding of the 5,000 and then Jesus goes up to the mountain to pray the disciples are, are down on the lake, and the lake's rocking around, storm headwinds coming against them. Mm-hmm. You know, this is how my life feels. And as he's, as he's sitting up on the mountain, it felt like that's what God was doing to me. He was just sitting up on the mountain watching me and my toil and my trouble down below, but never actually helping me. And it's significant because of the fact that as I'm there praying, I'm feeling like these headwinds are coming against me. Like I'm never getting anywhere. In the morning, I get the phone call from the... the, Sorry, I got an email from the real estate agent and the real estate agent just said this. It said, we're dispersing your bond back to you. Tribunal has been cancelled. Have a nice day. That's weird. And I'm like, okay, that didn't really happen. Let me just ring them. So I'll just ring, I ring the real estate agent and I say, okay, what's happening here? Like you were taking me to tribunal and she said, the strangest thing happened. This morning I received a phone call at 7.30 on my, my mobile from the landlord and he has decided to 
claim insurance on the house and he's decided to cover all of the damages out of his own money. He's not even charging you for the, you know, the excess on the insurance. And he's also giving you your bond back. So I went to this camp with $90 in my pocket and most of that got spent on fuel. Yep. Now God has just given me $2,500 back. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yes. You, you seem rather speechless. Is <laughs> I'm, I'm just like, how do I even follow this up? What question? Where do I even take this conversation? All right. So, so I have just been forgiven by the the real estate agent. All the this all never the happens. That, yep. This just never happens. And on the very same day, about ten o'clock, I got a phone call from guess who? The Commonwealth Bank. And the Commonwealth Bank says. Hi, you haven't been paying your credit card. We need to send a sheriff to your house. We want to pick up your television and your your things like this. And I started talking to her. I was like, look, I have been through some court cases and stuff like this. I'm really struggling. Um, I've been sick for years. I have evidence of my illness, stuff like this. I said, can you just give me some nil interest? You know, I just need three to four months of nil interest to get back onto the repayments and I promise I'll pay it back. I have integrity. I'm not trying to skip out on the bill. Sorry. <laughs> ah, what God can do in your life, I'll tell you. Mm. So she is very angry at the beginning and she's like, no, nah, we need to send somebody out to collect on this. What assets do you have? And I just said, look, I don't really have many assets. My ex-wife took them all. Mm. <laughs> So eventually she calms down a little bit and she says, okay, look, I'm, I'm going to go and speak to my manager. You better pick up the phone. I'm going to ring you in one hour on the dot. Do not miss that phone call or there will be a sheriff on your door. Okay? So I am on the boat at junior camp and the kids are having a great time on the donuts and cruising around. And as I'm on the back of the boat, the dreaded phone call from Commonwealth Bank starts ringing and I ask them to turn the boat off so that I can actually hear it. I'm talking to these people and they're, and she's like verification like normal. And then I said, okay, how did you go with the nil interest? And she said, oh, no, sorry, we can't offer you any nil interest. And I actually started to cry on the back of the boat because it's been a hard road to this point. I've, my life has already imploded multiple times and here I am getting plastered again and you've just had one big win and now you've been smashed with a loss well it's almost like once again it's at your fingertips and then it's snatched away ah but you see she starts saying no 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 you don't understand she says i can't give you any nil interest so why she says because your credit card doesn't exist anymore what the commonwealth bank forgave a thirty-two thousand nine hundred dollar credit card and then just cut up the credit card. They cut it up, sent me a letter saying it's all been forgiven. Your debt's been abolished. I've never heard of a bank doing this before. I've never heard of a bank doing this before. In fact, I rang everybody that I know in the banking world and they said this doesn't happen. Was there any explanation behind that? There was no explanation whatsoever. I mean, if I was me, I would be trying not to get an explanation because I'd be scared that the more I said, the more I would... I have been scared to this day to not get an explanation. <laughs> I, I, I don't. Okay, so you're sitting on the boat. You were crying because your life had just come to an end. How are you feeling now? <laughs> um, I feel like the disciples in the boat when Jesus steps into the boat. Yep. 
and I find it funny that I'm in a boat. Yep. Because I often considered that Jesus was just looking at me from the top of the mountain, watching me in my storm and my headwind. And now at this point, I just feel like Jesus just stepped into my boat. Wow. This is an incredible story, and we just I just want to thank you for taking the time over these sessions to be able to share it with us. God has done amazing things in your life. One of these days I'm going to get you back on the show to talk about you know, the software and the app that you've been developing and, and all of the, you know, the, the amazing ways that God has been using you. You haven't even heard half the story yet. Yeah, I know I haven't heard <laughs> half the story. Unfortunately, uh, we're out of time and we can't continue here forever. But Owen, thank you so much for joining us. We're going to be back after this song followed by the 8 o'clock news. We're back with Encounter with God. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.